I've got so much news, I don't know what to do with myself. So let's jump right into it. Kaylee Chella reporting with today's top stories. On Monday, twin fires being treated as one incident north of San Francisco became the largest wildfire in state history, destroying 443 square miles, nearly the size of all of the city of Los Angeles. The Mendocino complex was still growing as it broke the record set last December. The Thomas Fire killed two people, burned 440 square miles, and destroyed more than 1,000 buildings in Southern California before being fully contained on January 12th. The Mendocino complex, which is 30% contained, has been less destructive to property than some of the other wildfires in the state because it is mostly raging in remote areas. But officials say it threatens 11,300 buildings and some new evacuations were ordered over the weekend as the flames spread. Hotter weather attributed to climate change is drying out vegetation, creating more intense fires that spread quickly from rural areas to city subdivisions. Climate and fire experts also blame cities and towns that are expanding housing into previously undeveloped areas. More than 14,000 firefighters are battling more than a dozen major blazes throughout California. State Department of Forestry and Fire Protection spokesman Scott McLean said, quote, I can remember a couple of years ago when we saw 10 to 12,000 firefighters in the state of California, Oregon, and Washington, and never saw the 14,000 we see now. Crews made progress over the weekend against one of the two blazes in the Mendocino complex with help from water-dropping aircraft. But the other one is growing after spreading into the Mendocino National Forest. Meanwhile, a new fire erupted south of Los Angeles in Orange County on Monday and quickly spread through the chaparral-covered ridges of the Cleveland National Forest. Farther north, crews gained ground against a deadly blaze that has destroyed more than 1,000 homes in and around Redding. That is nearly halfway contained. The wildfire about 225 miles north of San Francisco started more than two weeks ago by sparks from the steel wheel of a towed trailer's flat tire. It killed two firefighters and four residents and displaced more than 38,000 people. Officials began allowing some residents to return to their neighborhoods, but tens of thousands of others were still evacuated. One day after coming face-to-face in federal court with his longtime boss, Rick Gates returns to the witness stand as the government's star witness in the financial fraud trial of President Trump's former campaign chairman. Gates, in hours of hugely anticipated testimony, calmly acknowledged having embezzled hundreds of thousands of dollars from Paul Manafort and said the two had committed crimes together by stashing money in foreign bank accounts and falsifying bank loan documents. Prosecutors summoned Gates, described by witnesses as Manafort's right-hand man, to give jurors the direct account of a co-conspirator that they say carried out an elaborate offshore tax evasion and fraud scheme on behalf of his boss. Manafort and Gates were the first two people indicted in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into potential ties between Russia and the Trump campaign. But Gates pleaded guilty months later and agreed to cooperate in Mueller's investigation of Manafort, the only American charged by the special counsel to opt for trial instead of a guilty plea. Gates is expected to continue testifying for several hours Tuesday and is expected to face a bruising cross-examination as defense lawyers try to undercut his credibility and pin the blame on him. His testimony, given in short, clipped answers as Manafort rarely broke his gaze from the witness stand, follows that of vendors who detailed Manafort's luxurious spending and financial professionals who told jurors how the defendant hid millions of dollars in offshore accounts. Gates, who is awaiting sentencing, told jurors that he siphoned off the money without Manafort's knowledge by filing false expense reports. 
He also admitted to concealing millions of dollars in foreign bank accounts on Manafort's behalf and to falsifying loan applications on other documents to help Manafort obtain more bank loans. Gates, who also served in a senior role in Donald Trump's presidential campaign, read off the names of more than a dozen shell companies that he and Manafort set up in Cyprus, St. Vincent, and the Grenadines and the United Kingdom to stash the proceeds of Manafort's Ukrainian political consulting work. Gates said he repeatedly lied to conceal the bank accounts and, at Manafort's direction, would classify money that came in as either a loan or income to reduce Manafort's tax burden. The criminal case has nothing to do with either man's work for the Trump campaign, and there's been no discussion during the trial about whether the Trump campaign coordinated with Russia, the central question Mueller's team has tried to answer. But Trump has shown interest in the proceedings, tweeting support for Manafort and suggesting he had been treated worse than gangster Al Capone. At least 11 people were shot to death and about 70 wounded in a weekend burst of violence in Chicago that instantly became a political issue when President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, blamed the carnage on longtime Democratic rule in the city. Police on Monday attributed the dozens of shootings to gangs, the illegal flow of guns, and sweltering August heat that drew more people outside. The victims ranged in age from 11 to 63, according to police. One teenage girl died after being shot in the face. A teenage boy was fatally shot riding a bike Sunday afternoon. Other shootings took place at a block party and a funeral. Even for Chicagoans all too accustomed to violence in parts of the city, the weekend stood out. The Chicago Tribune reported that by way of comparison, at least seven people were killed and 32 wounded during the long Memorial Day weekend. Mayor Rahm Emanuel said, quote, Our souls are burdened. It is unacceptable to happen in any neighborhood of Chicago. We are a better city. Echoing comments that Trump himself has made repeatedly about Chicago, Giuliani blamed Emanuel, President Barack Obama's White House chief of staff, and decades of, quote, one-party Democratic rule in a series of tweets on Sunday and Monday. Most of the shootings happened in poor neighborhoods on the west and south sides where gangs are entrenched. Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson said at a morning news conference that there had been no arrests in any of the weekend shootings. Thanks for tuning in. See you tonight. Kaylee Chella, out.